0: seated. Thank you everyone for being here. Um, I heard a story, uh, a funny story. Uh, Please don't be offended. It's it's just a a funny story, you know, that I heard about uh, a guy who was in a restaurant, you know, like a very high-class restaurant eating, and he saw uh, a blonde woman, you know, sitting next to him and he said, Excuse me, he turned around and he said, Excuse me, do you want to hear a blonde joke? Like a funny joke? And the woman said, um, Well, before you tell me the joke, I gotta tell you that I am a champion of the world in Taekwondo. Um, my friend right here, who is also blonde, she is a champion of the world in kickboxing. And then my other girlfriend right here, she's a bodybuilder, and uh, she's a champion of the world as well. Now, do you want to tell me the joke again? And then he said, he thought for a few seconds, and he said, no, not if I have to explain it three times. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, just a a little thing to get started, but um, Julie, you still invite me to eat sometimes, right? (laughs) <laughs> so, um, uh, this week, uh, for me, it was a, it's a, it was a very intense week because some of you know that I just came back, you know, from El Salvador, and uh, I was a little, not disappointed because I know everything, you know, has a plan. Uh, in God's plan, you know, everything plays a major role, but um, in my dad's church, uh, only three people stay because of something, you know, that happened about a month and a half ago uh, that I shared last Sunday. So um, it's been a little a little bit of, a, you know, like a struggle. And then um, people don't want to go to church, you know, around that neighborhood because of what happened and the gangsters, you know, situation. So I've been encouraging, you know, my dad and those three people who stay, which is a couple and a former pastor's wife who— Whose husband died of cancer, you know, a few years ago. So she left her church and she joined my dad's church. So we're trying to build like a little children's church in the church. And those three people are going to start going, you know, around the community to invite just kids, you know, to go to the children's church on Saturday at 9:30 a.m. And we're going to be giving candy and 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 you know, like little things, you know, for children. Um, So that's happening over there. Uh, Here, uh, when I came back, I know that my mom has, you know, a very bad uh, rheumatoid arthritis. And uh, it's very difficult, you know, for me to see her. Um, You guys will probably meet her someday because she's thinking about moving in with me. So uh, you guys will probably see her someday. And uh, in my other job, you know, that I have, I love my job but I have 40 families, you know, under my care, and every single family is like really, really, really dysfunctional. I mean, they have somebody in their family that has a developmental disability, you know, like autism, Down syndrome, uh, cerebral palsy, and just families, you know, struggle with a lot of stress. And as I was thinking, you know, about all these scenarios, you know, in my life, I had to remind myself that, All the time, it is impossible to avoid obstacles in life. It is, if you're living your life thinking that everything will be so good and great news, uh, that's not how life really works. You know, sooner or later, we have uh, things that happen to us, but we also need to remind ourselves what Jesus has said about those personal storms that we go through in life. So I want to take you to the book of Matthew uh, chapter 8 verse 23 and I want to share with you a few uh, reminders, a few tips on the things that we should be thinking about, you know, when we face personal storms, you know, in our lives. You may be facing something right now that maybe, you know, is causing you a lot of hurt, a lot of pain, a lot of trouble. You may be going through a huge storm right now and nobody knows. I know that because sometimes uh, in the past, you know, when I have preached, uh, people come to me, you know, after church and they say, yes, you know, I'm going through this and this. But I want to share with you a few reminders, a few tips that we need to remember when we are facing that personal struggle in our lives. So, the book of Matthew, chapter 8, verse 23 to verse 27 says like this Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly, a furious storm came up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Let's pray. Lord, we we thank you today for this beautiful time, Lord God, and thank you for every person who has come to church today. I pray, Lord God, that this story will be a reminder of how powerful you are, Lord God, and and you are there in the middle of the storm with us. I pray, Lord God, that we will remember that there's something good that can come out of tragedy, out of anything negative that we face in our lives. We just, Lord God, need to be reminded of what happened, Lord God, and what you advise us in the scripture. I pray, Lord God, that if anyone is facing something negative right now, that you touch his or her life, and that we remember, Lord God, uh, what happens in the scripture. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. So, I was really surprised, you know, when I was reading this scripture uh, this week, because every time that you go back and you read the scripture again and again, God gives you a new message, you know, into your life that you probably need to hear. So, that's why You know, we study the scripture and we share about the word of God because it has guidelines of how we're supposed to live our lives. And um, in this few verses that we just read, uh, it talks about, you know, Jesus going on a boat, you know, with the disciples. And all of a sudden, you know, this huge storm, you know, uh, just starts coming, you know, towards them. And they start to get, you know, very scared about what happens I don't know if you have ever had the opportunity to go on a cruise ship. Uh, I personally, it's not my first choice, you know, when it comes to vacation. But you probably been in the middle of the sea or in the middle of almost nowhere, you can't see the land, you know, close to you. I will feel very afraid, you know, if I would be in that situation. But we all face storms in our lives sooner or later, you know, like the Bible says that Uh, Jesus just invited them, just follow me, let's go to the boat. Jesus was probably tired, he wanted to rest, so they're going on the boat, and all of a sudden, you know, this storm arises um, in the lake, and they start getting, you know, very afraid. So things, negative things come into our lives sometimes when we are just, moving on in life you know peacefully we're going forward we're enjoying life and and all of a sudden you know the huge storm arises uh, out of nowhere and we start struggling you know when we go into the storm now you have to understand today that pain sometimes is It's not avoidable. You know, pain will come into our lives. I think suffering is a choice, but I think sometimes pain is not a choice. Pain will come to you because situations will come and hit you, uh, even from your work, maybe from a family, maybe you get sick, maybe something you don't plan, or maybe choices, you know, that you made in your life. Negative things will come our way, but the question is, what do you do when you are in the middle of the storm? One of the things that I see in the scripture in verse 20, uh, 23 that we just read, says that then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. So the disciples, they hadn't been spending so much time with Jesus. You know, they had just been invited by Jesus you know, to become disciples of his. So they were new in getting to know Jesus. But one of the things that I see is that when we are invited to follow Jesus, Jesus didn't say that your life, you know, was going to be very easy, that you were going to be so happy all the time, that nothing was ever supposed to be going wrong in your life. As we can see from the scripture, when you decide to follow Jesus, uh, there's a price to pay. There's things, you know, that happen in our lives, things that we don't plan, things that sometimes we make the wrong choices um, out of nowhere, but following Jesus has a price. Even Jesus said uh, one time that we should all take up our cross and follow him. So I think we can fairly assume that right now, right here, we're all, you know, uh, going through life with that cross in our shoulders. But when we are following Jesus, we can see that his plan involves sometimes storms, you know, that happens in our lives. The Bible says that he got into the boat and his disciples follow him. So the disciples had already observed and seen, you know, miracles that Jesus had already made, but they had never experienced such a huge storm that was going to bring so much fear in their lives as the storm, you know, that they were about to face at that moment, which brings me to the first point that I want to share with you today uh, when it comes to personal storms that come into our lives, that number one, uh, our choices in life need to be connected to God's plan. A lot of times, you know, we face uh, pain in life. we pain, uh, We experience suffering because a lot of the choices, you know, that we make do not involve God's plan in our lives. Uh, that's when we have to realize that we need to make a U-turn, we need to come back so that we can be again in that boat with Jesus. Because even though we go through a storm, but if Jesus is in the boat, uh, Jesus has guaranteed that he will be with us and he will help us, you know, in every step of the way. So the first encouragement that I want to give you this morning is that no matter where you're going through in life today, make your choices Get them connected to the plan that God has in your life. The book of Proverbs 19.21 says that many are the plans in a person's life, but it is the purpose of God, the one that will prevail in your life. So God has a plan for you. Sometimes we don't know completely what the plan is. We don't know sometimes, you know, that mission that that he has for us. We don't know it completely, but what we can do is, we can connect our choices or our daily life or our lives connected to the major plan that God has for our lives. So in the middle of these choices, in the middle of, of this storm, we just need to connect every single choice that we make in our lives. Um, you know, in, uh, in the type of job that, that I do, uh, as I share with you, working with 40 families that sometimes uh, are a little dysfunctional because of uh, the stress that having a disability you know produces uh, in their lives. Uh, My job from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., it's all about solving problems. And if I didn't get to solve a problem on time, then I have another problem somewhere else. And if I didn't solve it on time, somewhere else there's a problem and then that produces another problem and it's like a chain you know it goes from problem to problem it builds up so i have to be very quick you know when i'll solve a problem and sometimes you know i i get a little frustrated and i said god what am i gonna do you know i can't solve this for this family all i can do is have the best attitude i can and that's what i do You know, when those problems, you know, start multiplying because of one situation that happened in a family, uh, I just try to make the best choice I can, not only for my job, you know, but for myself, because sometimes, you know, the job that you do can also produce a little bit of a stress for you, and that could also create a storm. in a a way that once you finish your work, you go back home and you're still thinking about your work. So the choices that I make on a daily basis in my job, I always ask God every time I go to my work and I'm about to sit down. I am usually the first one who shows up in the office. I just pray for my computer and my desk and my telephone and I said, God, whatever I say on that phone today, whatever I write on that computer today, Uh, Whatever happens on this desk today, I pray that you will give me the best attitude that I can. And I have been blessed, you know, because sometimes uh, my coworkers, you know, have come to me and they have said to me, I don't understand how you have so much patience. I mean, if that person would have talked to me over the phone, I would have said this, I would have said that, and, and I would have, you know, exploded. And, and sometimes, you know, family tell me the same after, you know, they share with me how bad they feel. Uh, they take it on me personally, but, you know, I don't respond personally to their reactions. Uh, I always try, do my best to respond in kindness to them. And, you know, sometimes weeks after or months after, they come to me and they thank me because there's just something, uh, you know, about your company, they say, or, or about you that, that just makes me feel that, that I'm okay, that I will be okay. So we try to connect uh, those choices that we do on a daily basis to the plan that God has for your life. And one of the things that I see in the disciples doing is that Jesus said, Okay, guys, follow me. Let's go to the lake. You know, they could have said, Jesus, you know, uh, you know the, the sky looks a little dark. Maybe we shouldn't go, but okay, we'll, we'll follow you. And as soon as, you know, they started going into the lake, Jesus fell asleep. Can you believe that? I don't know if you guys have seen or have been in a boat before. I have been on a boat before in a lake and it's it's really it's it's quite an experience if you see like a little wind and you start going like this uh in the boat you start praying right away and uh i I would have probably reacted you know the same way as the disciples but jesus was at peace you know jesus was like you know i'm here everything is going to be okay so i'm going to sleep and uh we see that you know that happening but one of the things that the disciples, uh, that they experienced was they had instant fear that they feel that they were going to drown there and that was going to be the end. Which brings me to a second point, you know, that I want to share with you. Struggles and negative situations that happen in our lives, sometimes we try to run away from them. When maybe what we need to do is Face them and go through them in the name of Jesus. Uh, When I was a teenager, one time I never told this story to my mom and my dad. I always, you know, share it in churches, but I I think maybe I should share it with my dad sometime. But when when I was 13 years old, uh, one of my uncles, you know, he took me to an army base, and um, I had been taking, you know, swimming classes because I wanted to be a, a lifeguard. Like that was a dream of mine, you know, as a teenager and I had been training a lot, you know, in swimming, and so I had this dream, you know, that I wanted to be a a lifeguard, and and, um, the reason why I changed my mind was because um, when I saw what the lifeguards dress, you know, over there, I was like, "Ah, there's no way I'm gonna put that on, you know, that's too much or too little. That's I'm not gonna do that. So I changed my mind. But I learned a lot, you know, about swimming. And my uncle said, "Would you like to swim in that river?" And I saw the river, a very famous river, you know, over there. And I said, "Yes, yeah, yeah, I can do it. I mean, I swim pretty well." And then he said, "Okay, uh, my my companion is gonna go with you and just swim over there, and we're gonna pick you over there." So when I saw the river, you know, it was very peaceful and. Now that I think about it, if you can picture in your mind, like, at least 70 car lanes, you know, going that way, that's how wide the river was. So I remember that I started swimming, and I was so confident, you know, swimming in the river, and, you know, talking to the guy that was next to me. He was a soldier, and, you know, I looked back, and, you know, I was, was like, almost at the middle of the river, and I asked him, hey, by the way, how how deep is this river and and then he said oh you don't want to know like a lot of people have drowned in this river you know it happens all the time and I said really uh yeah this is like really really deep uh it was like huge deep and as soon as he told me that you know I I looked down and I saw how the light of the sun disappear uh in the depth of the river and I froze I froze and I started crying and then the guy, you know, he left me by myself, and I was in the middle of the river, you know, like I just couldn't swim anymore. He had to come back, and he had to help me, you know, make it to the other side. So I think, you know, that's what happens to us, you know, in life. A lot of times we face struggles that come into our life and the first thing that we say is that God you know take this away from me I don't want to face it I don't want to see it why me and maybe God will do that sometimes you know with you but maybe the purpose is that you go into the storm so that you face it and you see what Jesus can do in your life and you can grow in your faith through that storm that is happening to you in your life. So the storm became very furious. The storm became huge. But as they kept going, you know, the only thing that they can do is, you know, picture this. You know, the boat is moving. The waves are huge. The disciples are probably, you know, like, uh, you know, tapping each other. Hey, you know, what's going on? Look at Jesus. You know, he's sleeping. I mean, he's he should be awake right now. You know, he should be doing saying something you know because we're gonna drown and all of a sudden that little reaction you know became a a more desperate reaction until they went and they woke up jesus and they didn't say to jesus hey jesus uh should we what should we do uh look look at the storm no they were really really desperate to the point where they said jesus we're gonna drown right now wake up what's going on where are you why are you sleeping right now look at the storm jesus And Jesus, you can see Jesus, you know, uh, waking up, and he uh, stood up, you know, and he rebuked the wings and the waves. Everything came down to a peaceful lake. But look at the the answer. The response that Jesus gave was like, you people of little faith. Uh, And then at the end, you know, he was, um, everything was peaceful, and they were amazed, you know, at what Jesus was able to do. So... Sometimes I think we need to embrace, you know, what happens to us in our lives. We, can, we need to grow through it. We need to learn from that experience and how can we make it into something that will glorify the kingdom of God. I heard about this lady in Lakewood Church in Texas that uh, she was so happy that she had her first baby with her husband and two years into the life of the baby, they started noticing the little symptoms that were not very common in babies, in, in kids. So they went to the doctor and the doctor told him that the kid, the baby had autism. And autism, he was gonna be there for the rest of their life. and That meant that that kid was gonna be with them for the rest of their lives. And they stopped going to church because uh, there was no programs, no classes, you know, for autistic babies or kids, you know, in the church. And, uh, so, but all of a sudden, you know, they, they, they embrace, embrace that kid. They embraced that baby. And this lady came up with the idea of creating a program at the church. She called it the champions club. She talked to the pastor and she said, pastor, what about we start Sunday school classes for autistic kids? And he said, wow, that sounds like a good idea. Uh, Go ahead and put it together. So they organized Bible school, uh, I mean Sunday school for, for kids who have autism. And in the next two months after she do that, 300 families joined the church. Now the Champions Club, it's a Sunday school program that many churches are developing in the United States and in other countries of the world. So she took the storm that happened to her and her husband in their life and they use that storm as something that can reach out to other people who were going through the same storm. What are your struggles today? I want to ask you what kind of problems do you have today that maybe through those problems you are qualifying so that you can reach out to other people who are in the same situation, helping them the storm, help them growth, you know, in their faith, help them get to know the power of God and Jesus through what's happened to you in your life. So we can embrace, you know, those struggles today and say, God, uh, this is causing me a lot of pain in my life, but what I know is that the Bible says that everything works for the good of those who love you. So I am going to hold on to that promise and believe that you're going to use what I'm going through for something good. I may not see it right now. I may not understand it right now. But I know that you are in the middle of the storm. So number three, remember that no matter what happens, Jesus is in the boat with you. Also, when, when I was a little kid and we were experiencing civil war, uh, where I'm from, one time we were coming from a church, me and my dad, and uh, we used to have, I don't know if you had it in, in your countries, maybe Greece or India or any other country, Madagascar, but some churches in those countries, they have these long services during the night that they, that they call vigils. So they start the service like at 8 p.m. and they finish at 6 a.m. in the morning. Uh, They're really, really long services. I didn't like them, you know, when I was a kid, but I had to go because my dad made me go. But one of those days, I went to this service uh, that they called Vigil. And at 6 a.m. when we finished, it was still a little dark. Me and my daddy, you know, we're going back home. And in the middle of the road there were about 50 men. Uh, they had blocked the street, and all of them had uh, big, big rifles, like M60s, M16s, AK-47s. And they had, um, on the street, they had, like, like 50 of those, and they were stopping people and recruiting them to work uh, for the guerrilla. So you couldn't say no. And we were stopped, you know, by them, and... Uh, When I started to hear the conversation as a little kid, you know, of course, I didn't know. uh, They were telling my dad, uh, you and your son will fight with us, so we're going to give you uh, an M-16, and your son is going to have this rifle over here. And I was, like, really excited. Oh, my gosh, I want to have a rifle. I want to be shooting and everything. Of course, you know, I didn't understand what what was happening. Uh, But then my dad, uh, he, he took aside one of those guys. I guess he was the the high-ranking member of of that group, and then when they finished talking, they came back, and the guy said to another man, hey, just let them go. He's a pastor. I mean, this guy is not going to shoot anybody, so we might as well just let him go. So, they let us go, but Jesus was still in the boat. So, whatever you're going through today, remember that It may seem like Jesus is sleeping and he may not be paying attention, but he's right there. He is right there. Don't forget that he is right there. No matter how big the storm you're facing is, Jesus is right there with you. Another point that I like is that one thing that you can do during the storm is that you can continue working on your faith. You know, that was the comment that Jesus made about their faith, you know, during the storm. And I like what the scripture says about faith because uh, the scripture talks about you having faith, but the Bible also talks about the power of other people who have faith. Do you remember when Jesus was preaching uh, in a, inside of a house? And then these guys, you know, wanted to bring a sick man, a man who couldn't walk into the house, but it was so crowded. So they went over the house, opened a big hole uh, on the ceiling, and dropped the guy in front of Jesus. If you read the scripture carefully, the Bible says that when Jesus saw their faith, uh, he told the man, get up and walk. The Bible doesn't say Jesus saw the faith of the man who was sick. He probably had a lot of faith, but what the scripture says that when Jesus saw their faith, He told the men, "Get up and walk." So we can continue to work in our faith, um, even. Through other people who have a lot of faith or who have faith, that's why it's so important to continue coming to church, going to the life group. Because you may be facing a personal storm, and you need other people who have faith to help you come to the point where God can touch you. Last thing that I see in the scripture is, you know what? If, if we are going through something negative in our lives, we might as well get something out of it. Uh, There's a story that I heard about Thomas Edison one time. You know, he had built a lot of buildings, and he had inventions that he wanted to, you know, create and finish. And a fire started in the buildings, you know, that he had. He had, like, about seven to ten buildings. Somebody went to call him, and when he showed up, the buildings, you know, were burning in fire. And instead of calling, you know, people to come and bring water, he told the people, Go ahead and bring your kids. Go ahead and get your kids to come and see this. And the people asking, why? Let's, let's just bring water. No. No, because this fire like this, this spectacle, you guys will never see it again. So let's get together and let's see it. So everybody uh, watch around the buildings. You know how the, burn, the buildings burn down. And then afterwards, he started building again, you know. Um, so what happens that sometimes... We see things that happen in our lives and we think that it's only negative, but remember that for the children who belong to God, all things work for the good. Get something out of it. If you're, if you're suffering uh, right now, okay, God, you know, I'm in this place. What can I do? What do you want me to do? Uh, can I use this maybe to reach out to other people? Uh, is this intended for me to grow a little bit more on my faith? Uh, Help me. Help me grow. Help me. Sometimes we may not be able to understand it, but we can grab onto that promise that says that all the things work for good of those who love God. So I don't know where you're going through right now in life, what your situation is, what your problem is. What I can tell you is that even though life is not perfect, but Jesus has said that he's walking with us through the fire. Through the storm, maybe you are trying to avoid the storm and and you know go around it, but maybe it's not intended to do that. Maybe we're supposed to go through that storm and grow with Jesus so that we can see His power and maybe reach out to others, or maybe you know it's time for us to step up a little bit more and and not give up and say, God, uh, this storm is really really hard and really bad for me, but. I'm going to go with you because you're still in the boat. Even though you feel like your boat is going like this, Jesus is there with you. So let's pray and just think about where you are, you know, in life right now and what stage are you living through right now? Do you maybe need to rest that God is with you? Do you need to believe again the scripture where it says that everything works for the good of those who love him do you need probably to get together with other people who have also faith so that your faith can also increase father god right now lord god i thank you for leaving this beautiful example in the bible for us about how the disciples reacted when they went through the storm lord god it's it's human nature, Lord God, that we get scared, that we get fear, Lord God, in our lives when, when we face a storm like that, Lord God. And life is designed to be like that. Life is designed to be hard, to be difficult, Lord God. We, we lose things. We lose people. We lose possessions. We, there's a lot of things that happen in this life, Lord God. But today, Lord God... I pray that you remind us that no matter what happens around us, you're still in that boat. Even though it may seem like you're sleeping, but you're still present right there, Lord God. And I just pray that whatever we're facing, that we don't lose faith, that we don't lose hope, that we continue holding on to that boat because you are there with us, Lord God. Lord, I pray that whatever happens, if it's something so negative, Lord God, in the middle of the storm, that we learn from it. The scripture says that after the storm passed and everything was calm, the disciples... They said, who is this man that even the winds and the waves obey him? So they learned something new about Jesus. They learned something new through that storm, Lord God. And maybe you want to bring us to a place where we also learn something new about you or about us. I pray, Lord God, that whatever we go through today, that you take control of our lives. And that we just believe, Lord God, we just believe that through that storm... You are there with us. I pray this, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Amen.